You're about to listen to Tadpog. Tyler and Dave play old games. It's a comedy video game podcast. We would like to stress that the hosts are not experts and are really just very crass commentators. Seriously, this is an explicit podcast that happens to talk about video games sometimes. So please enjoy this pretty okay podcast with Tyler and Dave. doing a podcast (laughs) hello internet and welcome to a very special episode of tadpog this is our saved by the bell about to say drug 90s drug special we're gonna sit on the stoop in front of our apartment and you're gonna have a hard conversation with us about the the dangers of smoking the marijuana or or what jesse couldn't Speed was too edgy, so it had to be caffeine pills right. in, uh, in the early days. They should have done speed. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. no, I'm not saying they should have done it, but they should have like addressed that because, yeah. Even Let's as a, address a real problem. No, no, no. no. Real no. problems are too hard. We're going <laughs> right. to be like, you know, not really problems. Even as a kid, even as like a 10-year-old, I remember being like, caffeine pills? <laughs> <laughs> they have those? That sounds that awesome. Sounds great. <laughs> well, today, uh, we're bucking the randomizer. We're doing... Something we've talked about for a while. We can't help but talk about it in every episode. So here's a real legit episode on Hades. Mm-hmm. And so, so to further flesh out Hades and really dig deep into it, we're bringing on our foremost Hadesologist, Coco. Oh, that is that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> uh, yeah, this has been one of my uh, favorite games in the last. I mean, maybe even the last 10 years that has that has come out. So I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, we are too. We're excited to have you on. Um, and I'll, I want to yeah, go ahead and... Yeah, we haven't had you on since Cuphead. It's been a while, yeah. Yeah, over two years. It, yeah, it's been a minute. It is, <laughs> it's wild because it doesn't really feel like it's, that long. It's, it's more like, she's really popular. Let's not bug her unless it's like a really <laughs> right. good idea. I yeah, would make all the time in the world for you too. So don't That's even very, don't very even nice. worry about it. I had such a good time when we talked about Cuphead, and uh, you're right. It doesn't feel like two years. I guess time flies when you're an adult. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I've had a whole two year old since. Then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I because I am horrible. We're horrible at doing this, Tyler. You and I like. Um, Coco, uh, we met on Twitch, uh, a few years back and I want to make sure that everybody knows, uh, that you're a streamer and, uh, knows that, um, they can follow you on Twitch. Where, where can they do that? Uh, twitch.tv slash Coco confession. That's where you find me. And you guys definitely should go, uh, check her out because, uh, Coco, you run a fantastic stream and uh, you got a great community. And uh, we we met through retro, playing all the yep. uh, all the retro games, and um, which I still dabble in, you know, every once in a while. But I've been having a good time with some roguelikes and a lot of the indie titles that have been coming out because there's been some some really good games that are coming from indie developers right now. Uh, really mm-hmm. solid, uh, really solid games. So I'm I'm excited to talk about Hades because I think it was sort of a sleeper for a lot of people. But I know that Supergiant had quite a bit of a like a cult following with Bastion and Pyre and Transistor. Um, 
but I think they just really hit the mark on Hades. So I'm I'm really excited to talk about it. Also, yeah, I also I love Greek mythology. <laughs> yeah. So you're also at Coco Confession on Twitter, right? I am. Coco Confession on all platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch. Uh, and I ha- and if you want to just check out the website, CocoConfession.com, that has everything there too. Awesome. Because someone had posted uh, in our Facebook group a retweet from you saying Sonic games are overrated. <laughs> yeah, we want to get in front of this. <laughs> and it, it, it sparked a lively debate Listen. in which I... <laughs> okay, what do you I have to say? Almost tagged you, almost tagged you in the conversation, but then it was like, oh, I don't want her to get blown up with Facebook friend requests, so I'm just gonna <laughs> leave that alone and address it the next time we have her on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what 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 did I what did I say? What did I do wrong? Just, just don't, nothing. Nothing. You did nothing, you did nothing wrong. I, I agree with you that Sonic games in general are overrated. <laughs> Here's here's my thing is a lot of retro games in general there the appeal is the nostalgia and I didn't I didn't have a Genesis growing up I was strictly we were a Nintendo family so when I played the first Sonic as an adult you know a couple years ago on stream I'm like why are people so hyped about this game this the controls on this game they punish you for going fast uh-huh but that's how they market it right so it was a very frustrating experience for me but i would not let the game beat me so i made sure that i beat it and i beat it on stream i'm like i'm not playing this garbage ever again <laughs> see because i love the sonic uh the very first sonic for dreamcast i absolutely adore that game all other sonics i could fucking take or leave <laughs> Yeah. Completely, because I'm with you. It's like, go fast. It's fun, but then you're gonna get it fucked up. Rings going everywhere. You go slow, and it does not. It plays so fucking clunkily when you're trying to platform slowly, or you're underwater. Like I, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a Sonic guy. I like them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the 2D ones. But I'm not gonna try to change anybody's mind <laughs> because I get it. I understand the flaws and the and like the level design is. It's designed. You're you're right. It's designed in a way where it's like you get punished for going fast. I mean, you absolutely, you absolutely do. I think they. I think a lot of the joy in it is like once you know the levels, you can go through them really fast. But it's like, yeah, as far as like just sight reading it, it's pretty. It could be pretty punishing mm-hmm. for sure. And in the second one, because my community forced me to play the second one as well, <laughs> it was a charity incentive because I don't want to play them so. I put that as a charity incentive whenever I do fundraising uh, streams. If we hit this amount, I'll play Sonic. And it's like, that's what people want. And I don't get it, but it's fine. So I played <laughs> Sonic 2. And I swear, they they put things in your way on purpose where they know that you won't be able to get by it without getting hit. You know, you'll hit one of those mm. little, I don't know what they're called, springy things. So it sends you shooting forward and then they'll have like an enemy bust out of a wall right there. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is just pure dev hatred of their consumers. Okay. <laughs> it's troll. You're being trolled. It's, it's Cat totally Mario troll. bullshit. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm like, they hate me. Um, and this is why <laughs> I hate them back. So <laughs> have, have you by chance played Sonic Mania? 
I did a while back. I played it for on a stream for it was a requested game. Didn't beat it. Didn't put too many hours into it. And okay. I remember that it was okay. I I mean, okay. it's not like the old, you know, it's not like the first one or the second one. Mhm. I was just curious if maybe um that was that felt any different to you. I know it's like very reminiscent of the of the 90s Sonic games, but I wasn't sure if there was enough difference there to, like, you know, tilt the scale. <laughs> no. Have you played the super glitchy one where Sonic has a love interest that is a human woman, totally <laughs> totally looks normal, and they're holding hands and kissing and shit, and it looks really weird. <laughs> it's terrible. That's terrifying. I forget what it's called. <laughs> it's kind of Jerry Seinfeld's B-movie, but with Sonic <laughs> <Yeah>. instead. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't mean to upset anybody in your Facebook group. I don't mean, I mean, I know I come out with these really like hot controversial takes, but <laughs> <laughs> hot button issues here. <laughs> I'm talking about the real, the real issues in retro. Uh, but no, I did trigger quite a few people and I had some people really upset, you know, really defending Sonic. And I'm like, you could tell me all you want about it, but I played it. I, I put myself through it. So you can't, uh, you can't convince me otherwise. And we definitely know the feeling because there, we have a saying here on the show where um, every game is somebody's favorite game because we discover that. No we, matter, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk Fuck. about a game that is objectively horrible and then someone will message us and be like, this was my favorite game growing up. Fuck yeah. you guys. <laughs> a random game we've never heard of <laughs> that like, no, there's there's no game facts for it. Wikipedia is a sentence. But yeah, somebody's like, this is my favorite game growing up. It's the only one I had for 10 years right. that my grandmother bought me. Right. I love it. But that just proves, that just proves that nostalgia is a driving factor on why people love games so much. I mean, there weren't many options sure. back, you know, in the in the 80s and 90s. I, now, there are game releases, I feel like, every day now. Um, or back then, you would have to wait months to have a new game come out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, if you even heard about it. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Because didn't, we didn't have the internet back then, and it was all through things like Nintendo Power or... <laughs> When mm-hmm. you would go to the store and just see it on the shelf, you know? So. Yep. I think I exclusively found out about every Nintendo game ever through uh, a random kid who lived down the street, you know, in any <laughs> Whose direction. Whose uncle worked at Nintendo. <laughs> right. Yeah. Totally got a Mario 3 <laughs> years before it came out here. All right. Well, let's talk Hades. Let's talk Hades. Do we want to talk? Oh, wait. So, Hades is an isometric roguelike mm-hmm. set in ancient Greece. So people who are not familiar at all. Normally we'd read from Wikipedia, but fuck it, we're just, we're just, we're just talking about the game. We're just going to have a good time. So how did, uh, Coco, how did you get on that Hades jam? Okay, so what was really cool, I, I was lucky enough to be invited to the Game Awards um, two years ago. And that was their premiere. Uh, they did a they did a world premiere, like a trailer at the Game Awards. And the person I was with, I was like, that game looks really cool. And I love Greek mythology. And I I feel like in general, entertainment doesn't really do Greek mythology well. I know like God of War games are are really good, but that's what that's more Norse 
mythology. Um, and I have yet to see, you know, a Greek mythology game or even like a show or a movie that really does it right. So I'm like, this game looks really cool. You didn't like Troy whenever uh, Achilles and Patroclus were just like good buddies? Okay, can I tell you, that was Brad Pitt's like worst performance ever. <laughs> I don't know why. He yep. was just shows in like every, <laughs> he was just shiny. every facial expression just seemed so unnecessarily dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that movie. Did he eat something in that movie? Because Brad Pitt always has a scene in a movie where he's eating a sandwich. Or Tom Hanks had to come in and pee because that's what he does. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. So I I was really excited for it. And then um, when Early Access came out, I I got word that it had come out. And so I played it on stream and I was like, this game is amazing. I cannot wait for the full release. So played through it uh, during early access. And then when they did the full release, which they sort of just dropped randomly one day, they didn't really announce it. Um, And then I played it on stream for hours and hours and hours and hours. And there's just so much content to it. And um just the story and the gameplay and it's it's meant to be an addicting game that's for sure but it was just sort of i i had i got wind of it you know a couple years ago at at on that trailer and then just have sort of been riding that that wave of their journey ever since they definitely had that game loop down like you talking about how it's like designed to be addictive. Yeah, like, let's get out of here sure. now and say spoilers abound everywhere. I want to talk about every aspect of this game. If you haven't played it, put us on pause, <laughs> play sink it. in 120 hours, and then come back. Yeah, it's not that expensive. That's another thing. It's like, Oh, not at all. It's not expensive. Yeah, for, for how much content there is, it's definitely worth the price. And it goes on sale quite often, too. And I'm jealous that you got in on it uh, early access because this was like totally a thing that I really honestly didn't even know about. It wasn't on my radar until it's like, oh, this is out on Switch? Okay. And then like, (laughs) so I streamed it one night and then uh, a couple folks like uh, Doc, for example, was in there and was like, oh yeah, this game is awesome. And then someone else came in and like, I've been playing it since early access and it's like, Damn, I wish I like I I shy away from early access games <laughs> yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and maybe I, this game is where like kind of turning me around on that, or it's like maybe I should like check out some more early access games because I don't know it like people who played the early access version like had a lot of insightful comments about oh they changed this and this is how this used to be and I don't know it's very it was very cool it felt like they were in a club that i was not a part of Mm -hmm. (laughs) they they did change quite a bit and the amount of content for early access was huge they didn't release a small game for early access they released something that could have been a full game and uh that's kind of the problem with early access you just don't really know what you're gonna get yeah i know like that's uh, why i'm not touching rogue legacy right i was just about to bring up rogue legacy too i have i've i've played it for early access the, did you enjoy it? I loved the first one. Loved the first yeah, one. Yeah, we did too. Uh, there was not much content for early access. I think they've released more since they did. I think they released a new like biome, uh, but I haven't gone back to it just because that's one of those games that you can't really stop and go back to. You know, mm-hmm. you kind of have to do your whole playthrough um, back to back. You can't. You can't do a biome and then stop and then go back to it and expect to still be able to kill enemies like you did before. You, there's you get rusty, you know. <laughs> yeah. So that one was a little bit disappointing for me as far as how much they released for early access. 
See, that's what I'm, yeah. So I'm, I'm making the right decision to be like, oh, I'll just wait. Wait until it's I'll done. I, yeah. I love Rogue Legacy 1 so much. Mm-hmm. I'll wait until this one is done so I can just dive in head first and really enjoy the whole experience and not have to start and stop, start and stop, restart, go over, and blah, blah, blah. What blah, I can't blah. wait for is for Final Fantasy for the after years <laughs> to get out of early access. Because, man, <laughs> it is so rough right now. <laughs> I can't wait till they finish that game. Polish it. <laughs> Sorry, I've been playing. I've been playing the after years, uh, and it's horrible. <laughs> you don't like just being Edward with three anonymous Man, soldiers look. lost in the desert. <laughs> Spoilers for our next episode where Miller comes back and we continue our Final Fantasy for the after years discussion. I was so disappointed because we were here in this room, and Tyler, you said that Edward's chapter was good, and it's not. <laughs> I enjoyed it, but that was also eight, no, 11 years ago. (laughs) Do you both agree on games often? Do you have the same taste in Mm. games? I don't know. There's some overlap. Yeah. That Venn di- there's a We've Venn got a diagram. pretty good Venn diagram, but there's there's some stuff that we yeah. Like I like racing games typically. Uh, Tyler doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of puzzle games. Yeah, and I'm gonna take them or leave them. Yeah, Tyler's more of an RPG guy than mm-hmm. I am, but I enjoy RPGs still. That makes for good. That makes for good content when you're discussing games for for podcasts. Yeah, I think sometimes it can. I think like way in the early days, I remember, uh, I can't remember who it was, but someone was like, you guys should argue more. It's like, well, we don't really argue. That's not how our friendship typically works. <laughs> you guys should not like each other and just like, you know, be embittered about spending time together. Well, I think we all agree about Hades, it sounds like, at least. Yeah. And I think that like Hades does a really good job of like scratching a bunch of different itches because in like this goes back to like the game loop and how it works because it's like it feels like one of those games that kind of has a little bit of something for everybody mm-hmm. and it's like if you and if you like all of those things it's even a better experience because it's like it does have that like action uh, isometric action element to it like a lot of the console Diablo games have mm-hmm. um which I'm a huge fan of of that genre I- anyway and then, like, not only that, but you've got, like, a story that works really well in the roguelike genre, uh, like a genre where you're dying constantly. And a lot of a lot of roguelikes, like, don't address that. Yep. It's just kind of like, this is a game mechanic that we don't do anything with story-wise. But, like, Hades Why takes Why does Super that. Meat Boy keep coming back so quickly? Oh, me. Uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> But with Hades, it's like there is a story reason for that, and it drives the story. Narratively, everything is so strong and covers everything that it all makes sense, and I can't really think of any plot holes, you know, that besides, you know, I guess they try to downplay some of the stronger incestuous elements, uh, like... Yeah. (laughs) That Persephone is the daughter of... Demeter and a random farmer, as opposed to it's like Demeter and Zeus or some or some shit. Like they close that loop a little bit and try to make that a little less incestuous. Uh, but that's also just, I mean, that's how that's how Greek mythology be. Well, the cool thing, the cool thing about Greek mythology too is there's so many different stories, um, especially with Persephone. There are some versions that say that Hades stole her. Um, and kidnapped her and took her down to the underworld. Some people say that Zeus gave her as a gift. Some people say Persephone went down willingly, you know, and that's 
Um, and I think that Hades did a really good job of kind of balancing all those different versions of all of the stories. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they, they talk about Sisyphus. They talk about um, uh, Eurydice and like, their, their myths. Uh, and I think they did a really good job balancing and making them characters. Like the, the voice acting and the way that so they good. personified these characters was just incredible. Yeah, absolutely. And I do love, I'm glad that you brought up like the, you know, like the different views of the myths because they do, they make a point to bring up all of those, you know, like (laughs) all of those things where it's like, they don't come right out and say it, but you can read between the lines. They're like, look, we've done our research. We understand these myths and we understand like um, some of the nuance here. Like one of my favorite things was, okay, so you're playing as Zagreus, the son of Hades. And you were trying to get Hades to the... and Nick's question mark? Right. Which, like, they get that out of the way pretty quick. <laughs> um, that, so, like, you're playing the Zagreus, and, like, I remember, like, I was like, okay, so I kind of, I had some Greek mythology classes, but I'm probably not as steeped into it as, as you two are. So I was like, well, who is Zagreus? Like, is Zagreus, like, an actual character mm-hmm. from Greek mythology? So, like, day one, I just did a Google search for who is Zagreus? And I found a thing where it was like, I can't remember what the source was, but it wasn't like a video game site. It was like a like a mythology forum or something. And someone was saying that Zagreus uh, uh, kind of gets mixed up with Dionysus a lot. So it's like, oh, okay, so is he Dionysus? And then there's like a whole like conversation <laughs> on that forum about like, well, this says that he is, but this says that he isn't. No one really knows kind of deal. And then in the game, mm-hmm. Dionysus <laughs> approaches Zagreus and is like, hey, Zag, wouldn't it be really funny if we uh, started a rumor about how we're really the same god? <laughs> and then you do that. <laughs> Orpheus is like, oh, man, that's amazing. I'm going to tell everybody. <laughs> right. And I love that they address that. Like, that just shows that yeah. they give a shit about the game that they're making. I love that uh, Hermes. So whenever Hermes pops up, he has his, you know, he's always in a hurry. He's re- his animation is running. Going with this, I bet. He has his bag, uh-huh. and you see... I didn't notice it until I saw a still where somebody on Hades Dusa posting, which is one of my favorite groups I've ever been in on Facebook, um, where they show, they have a little box where they show, has anybody noticed the turtle, the turtle. that is yeah. in Hermes' bag? Well, of course, in mythology, I forget the name of the turtle, that one of Hermes' worshippers wanted to travel but didn't like leaving his house behind, and he asked Hermes to help him, so Hermes like, fuck yeah, bro, you're a turtle now. That fucking house is always on your back. Let's go. This is how turtles work. <laughs> yeah, that's totally your house. It's it's cool because uh, there's so much attention to detail and all like both of those things. It's like if you are a huge Greek mythology fan, like you're gonna pick those things out, you know. And uh, I'm so glad that they did the research that they did and made these decisions. Um, and I know the game was in production for a pretty long time. And you can feel it in the game. You can feel their love in the game. Um, and they just did a great job incorporating the roguelike with with the story of the gods and all of that. Yeah, for sure. Because it's like, okay, so Zagreus, anytime he dies trying to escape Hades, 
he respawns in the Hall of Hades oh. out of the pool of blood. And then later, it's kind of like, oh, Zagreus, the god of blood? I was like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> he bleeds red, and all the other gods bleed ichor, right. so... And I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of neat. That's cool. I like that. Uh, but it's like, yeah, because he is the son of Hades, he uh, is immortal, and he cannot leave Hades. So he just respawns back in the hall well, of Hades. He was born there. So if you're born there, you're from there, you can't leave. Because Hades can leave, correct? He went there, but he he can he can leave for longer periods of time. Thanatos can leave, right? That's kind of part but of. But it his makes job. him. But it makes him <laughs> sick the longer he's gone. Yeah. So I guess if he stayed gone long enough, he would die like Zagreus does. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's up to you guys. I don't know. I just played the game and had like a, a class in middle school. In Greek mythology. I, I always loved Greek mythology, and then when Melissa and I got together, the kids. Especially Brainy Jr. loved Percy Jackson. So I read all the Percy Jackson books to have something in common with them. And now, our, you know, Artsy AJ, she's read most of the books. This re, Hades definitely rekindled my love for Greek mythology. Sure, I get that. So right now, I've sat down with them and we've rolled up 5e D&D characters that I'm going to do a Percy Jackson game incorporating heavy Hades elements into it. Like, they won't meet Percy Jackson, but you bet your ass they're meeting Zagreus. So I'm I'm looking forward to all of that and using more of the Hades style, which which I, I as much as I do like the Percy Jackson books, they are, some stuff is just kind of strange and problematic. I don't love Rick Riordan's interpretation of a lot of stuff. Um, so Hades, Hades makes it Way easier for me to to roll with and enjoy it in a in a tabletop form. I think it's going to be fantastic. Um, I forget what I was going to say about that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I had more, but then it went. So, <laughs> well, you were talking about how you like the the way they handled the mythology yeah. in the oh, game. Oh, because another thing that Percy Jackson does um, that all that all of the gods, since they have ichor instead of blood. They don't have genetics, so there is no inbreeding or crossbreeding or anything like that because there are no genetics. So in in Percy Jackson canon, two well, they call them half bloods, demigods, child a a mortal child of a god and a and a human uh, is a, a half blood or a demigod, and but they could marry another demigod and have children without any problem because gods themselves they don't have DNA that becomes corrupted like mortals as it as it passes on. They try replacing it with frog DNA. It, <laughs> it finds a way. It finds a way. So I want to break down more of the Okay, so Zagreus is trying to get out out of Hades. Right. Or out of the yeah, out of the underworld. I think his at first it's like he just wants to spite his father and leave. Yeah, he's got a pretty bad relationship with his dad. Uh-huh, I'd say it's probably uh-huh. fair to say because <laughs> uh, they don't get along very well. Hades is very uh, stern and not a very warm uh, father figure to Zagreus, and Zagreus is kind of uh, rebellious because yep. of that. And you can tell like something's different because of Zagreus's one green eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, then you eventually find he finds out pretty early on. Nix is not his mother. Persephone is, and he has to go see Persephone. So then it becomes on the surface. On the surface. Mm-hmm. So then it becomes like 
a fuck you dad tale to like mom is up there and I have to find her. Right. And that's when like that's when that's when I then became personally invested in like I gotta get Zagreus out. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's wild because it's like um that the game is and I love the story, but like the journey is definitely more important than the destination in this mm-hmm. game, I feel like, because the gameplay is so good mm-hmm. that uh, that is, it's like, that's enough to keep me playing. And um, because what happens is you you find Persephone and you're on the surface and Zagreus finds out, oh, I can't live on the surface. I don't belong here. Yeah, he gets the the, the black down swirls like, oh, no. Right, and then the sticks takes him. Yep. Yeah, and then he wakes back up in the, the Hall of Hades. So it's like, it's one of those things where it's like every time you are making it to the surface, you get like a paragraph of story mm-hmm. from Persephone. Yep. And then you got to do it all again. And it's like, if the gameplay weren't as good as it is, because it's excellent. The gameplay is excellent. But if it wasn't as good as it is, I think I'd be really annoyed by that. But I don't have mm. an issue with it because it's like, yeah, this is a fun this is game. Fun. And it right. makes it makes sense mm-hmm. to go. So Zagreus, you with a hand with a handful of the help a the help of a handful of gods. There are plenty of gods I wish were in this but aren't. Um but going through Tartarus. Asphodel and Elysium up to the Temple of Sticks, out, and you have a different uh, collection of heroic weapons from all over time and space. So, what one? Let's start gods. So, for all of us, who is your favorite gods boons to help you escape the underworld? That is unfair. That is an unfair question. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I mean, who, who? Okay, well, who is your personal? What is the most fun for you, and then what is the most effective for you? Oof. Okay, so I love the the fists, the gloves. Um, yeah, me, that is my main. As that well. is my favorite. I just it feels like a beat 'em up to me, you know. And you can go really fast, but I think for uh, for those for the gloves, I really like things like the the zoo spoons with the um, the electric the electric. Uh, what am I thinking of? The oh my gosh, the lightning bolts <laughs> that come down because you can get things like you can get modifiers on top of that boon. So you can get things like jolted, which you know does even more damage. Um, the dots are pretty good too for something like the gloves when you get Dionysus' hangover. That that can be pretty yeah. good too because they stack. So and then I'm sorry, people they they make fun of me all the time for this, but I love Demeter's cast the the ice beams. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Demeter's cast is awesome. If you pair it with the duo, I think it's with Artemis, where it makes them track faster. Yeah. You can just throw those down and call it a day. You know, that's yep. those are really fun. But people are like Demeter's. I've Demeter beaten Hades with just that. <laughs> Yeah, I have too. I've beaten. I've beaten. Like, I, I honestly think her like Demeter's cast. Those freaking crystal lasers are like those are boss killers. Yeah, like, totally. I mean, Especially put put the boon where they also cause chill. Oh yeah, and, chill. I yeah. love the chill debuff. <laughs> like, I love it when Hades is like has nine stacks of chill on them, <laughs> and it's like I'm not gonna hit you again because I don't want to lose these stacks, yep. and you're super slow. So I'm gonna do non chill non chill attacks yep. until that wears off. <laughs> What's cool is that you can do. I mean, the build there's not a 
a build that's going to make the game super easy. So some builds will be great for trash mobs. And then there will be some builds that are great for, you know, bosses. And I think that's what's mm -hmm. cool about the game is there's not like a build you can do every time. There's so many different variations that are good in so many different situations. Um, and that's what's been really fun with the game for me is like, okay, what boons can I mix together to make something really spicy? <laughs> yeah. And it maybe do something that's a little bit, you know, unconventional you wouldn't think of. Um, and that's what's been really cool. I guess Dionysus actually was not part of the first early access release. I believe oh, really? they added Dionysus within early access, uh, which I think was an amazing addition. One, because Dionysus' character is amazing and I love yeah. him. He's super chill. Yeah. <laughs> but the hangover dot is, is, can be really good if you use it properly. And I like, I like what you brought up because we hadn't brought that up yet. Because, I mean, essentially, yeah, this game is every time you play it, every time you do a run... Uh, it's slightly different because what you're doing is you're making decisions on the fly that kind of dictate the how Zagreus is going to play on each run. So it's like you run into these gods and they offer you boons and you have to choose from those boons and they kind of augment Zagreus in different ways. And then not only that, you're choosing like one of six weapons, five weapons, I can't remember exactly, mm -hmm. but you're choosing from a set of weapons and it's like that changes how Zagreus plays. Yep. Like like Coco, you said that you and like the aspects of the weapons get eventually that changes how you play. Right. And so there's just layers and layers on top of layers that change how the game plays mm -hmm. each time. And it's like if you like like a deck building kind of game, uh this is a really good this is like you might have a good time with this because you are essentially every time you're going through, you're trying to configure and line up all these boons and aspects and weapons and weapon upgrades to the Daedalus hammers. Like you're trying to, you're mm -hmm. in keepsakes. Like there are so many different things that you can customize Zagreus with. And you're trying to go for, at least I do, I'm trying to go for that, that Hades killer build. Yep. Cause I mean, no matter how good I am, like something can just go a little bit wrong and I will lose to Hades. Even without any heat, sometimes I'll just have a bad collection or something doesn't make sense or I'll just make the wrong choice somewhere and just fucking bad, lose. Bad so synergy. It's always, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and it's cool because not only do you have the, uh, the, the weapons to choose from, but you can unlock different modifiers for each weapon. And what's really cool is the, the big modifier for the weapon. So they're called aspects, like you said, Dave. And the last one is always a uh, a snippet of lore from other m myths, other mythologies. So I think mm -hmm. uh, I I'm getting into spoiler territory, I think. But one of them's like Gilgamesh. One's Gilgamesh. You know, we have one for there's uh, the sword, I think, is Excalibur. It's, you know, the aspect of Arthur. Mm -hmm. Arthur and yes. it's really cool how they kind of incorporated other types of mythology into this game um in that way so you can take you know a, an aspect from from a different um i don't know i guess a different culture or i don't know what the right term is for that but just a different different myth that has been you know known passed through the years because there's so many different uh there's norse mythology and even greek i know greek and roman are, are really similar um but there's even some differences mm -hmm. there so that's what's really cool well i love that they 
they like even pull in like Paradise Lost because it's like um like the railgun, for example. The last one is like Aspect mm-hmm. of Lucifer. Oh, I love it. And it's like when it reloads, it does like <laughs> the, the, the angelic choir. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, this is awesome. So they kind of played homage to like different different things though. So that's that's what's that's what's cool about that. And then all of those aspects all differ with the hammer because the hammer will change based on what aspect you have. So if you get a hammer drop, sometimes there will be like an aspect specific upgrade that you can get. And then the boons all act differently. So it's like this infinite amount of combinations of weapons, aspects, boons, keepsakes, you know, um, that really change the way you play the game every single time so it doesn't get stale totally you know no it, it it totally doesn't and it's like what's also important to mention is like you don't make all these decisions at the same time you make the you make these you make one decision at a time essentially over the the span of the whole the whole game the whole run from uh from tartarus to um the temple of sticks and uh, that's kind of neat too, because it's like it that is part of the loop. That makes me want to get to the next room. It makes me want to get to the next boon to see what I get mm-hmm. and to see how I can fit that puzzle piece into my existing puzzle. And then we didn't even talk about the mirror because the mirror changes your abilities and oh, what you yes. can do. Yeah, the mirror and, in Zagreus's room, and then especially toward the end when you can get the rerolls, which all look like D twenties mm-hmm. or D fours from D and D, so you can kind of change um, what you hopefully if you're wanting this kind of build or so you can well I don't like I don't like any of these boons that Hermes just gave me let's get new ones mm-hmm. or you roll in like God another another um, Aries room no thanks we'll see what else can I do okay go through that that and that added a whole new dimension to me right so okay, the mirror because let's let now that we're now I brought it up let's hit the mirror because the mirror is in the roguelike you know, they're normally in roguelike games, there'll be some element that you can carry over run to run. The mirror is that element. So Nyx is helping you in 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 mythology, like Nyx is like one of the biggest, most powerful entities, period. She's the embodiment of night, the daughter of chaos, like she's one of those progenitor gods. Uh she gave birth to twin sons who are, you know, Hypnos and Than, Death and Sleep and the Furies and everything. So she lets you basically use her power, darkness. So you collect darkness throughout your runs and you can go to the Mirror of Nyx and use that darkness as permanent upgrades to yourself that you will carry run to run. So you can get an additional dash. The biggest one for me was Death Defiance. So you come right back with a set amount of HP, er, however many times you can sink that darkness in to a max of like three times. Uh, increase your percentage for boons being epic because boons have not only do you know different gods give you different boons, the boons also have different rarity and levels that show how powerful they are. So the the higher the rarity between regular, uh, regular something epic and heroic. And then legendary, every god has one legendary boon you can get. Uh, and then levels, I don't, I don't know what the capital level is. I've never gotten one above like nine or ten. Um, what else are the one? You start out with more gold, you heal from darkness, or heal three points per room you go in because the game is divided up into 
rooms. Every room is a, is a different encounter. Um, beyond that, because that's that's your big. The first thing in the game is fucking upgrade, upgrade that mirror. Mm-hmm. Get darkness, upgrade that mirror. And and that's how the game. That's how the game. Uh, rewards you for dying right that's what yes. keeps you going okay because when you first play you're like this game is freaking hard <laughs> like, i'm not yes. gonna be how am i supposed to beat meg how am i supposed to be meg with with what i have and then you get the mirror and you're like well wait okay so let me put my darkness let me let me buy these upgrades oh, I didn't quite make enough. Let's do another run. Let's farm darkness and let's go back and get these upgrades. And then I know I can beat Nyx once I get that death defy or whatever it is, right? And I think that's how the game does a really great job of rewarding you for dying. Um, So it doesn't feel like a defeat, really. You're like, okay, now I can go back and throw all of my currency in whatever upgrades I want, right? Right. You're progressing. Even if you die, there's a feeling of, well, I am getting better because I have some currency to Mm -hmm. now to spend to kind of leverage my ability a little bit. So, yeah, every time you die, you lose whatever money you've acquired, obols, that you spend on with... uh, care on which really is not a big deal at all yeah i mean it really isn't it felt like it at first uh-huh. but it's at really, first yeah. it does but then yeah by the time like i don't know a hundred hours in and i'm ending i'm in the temple of sticks with like over a thousand obols it's like oh, okay whatever i don't want to lose these obviously i want to spend money yeah. i want to buy things with it but i mean it's also like i don't know you gain it pretty fast yep so then but you keep darkness which you use for the mirror mm-hmm. you keep gems which you use gemstones to pay the contractor for story points, upgrades, uh, renovations, co- renovation, cosmetic the, renovations. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, then nectar. So also there are all these NPCs that then you can level up your relationship yeah. with. This is all also a romance simulator. Yes, <laughs> like oh, it's yes. Also, it is also like that is a big part of the game yep. too. Yeah, I got I got very much got persona vibes from the relationship um yes. aspect of the game. Being able to give people gifts and such. I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm in persona again. <laughs> <laughs> Which I like. Okay. I have a thing with like dating simulators, romance simulators. I always I I enjoy them to a point, but I always I I don't know. I feel weird about it because it's it's not because of the the gameplay or anything, but I always feel like Man, this is like, even in Hades, I had this feeling where it's like, all right, I know there are two characters that I like can have romantic relationships mm-hmm. with based on like all these little, like, uh, like all the hearts essentially on their like ID cards or whatever. Yep. And it's like, man, but I want both of those. So I'm going to go ahead and do that, even though I feel. I don't know. It feels like it always in these games. It always feels like less a romance simulator and more like a manipulation simulator. <laughs> where it's like, yeah. where it's like, I'm just gonna give you nectar until you like me. <laughs> you let me give you. I mean? Let me shower you with gifts. <laughs> right. This is how humanity works, right? Yeah, well, totally. This is absolutely. This is <laughs> but with that being said, I really liked it in Hades. So. <laughs> and it was. It was cool because it wasn't just like a, hey, we're going to give you nectar or ambrosia. You had to unlock certain parts of the story before you could progress the your relationship with somebody. So I think, you know, Nyx had one where you had to 
reunite her with chaos before you mm-hmm. could move forward in her in yes. a relationship with her. And I thought that was cool because it gave more opportunities for the game to unlock more lore, give you mm-hmm. more insight to these myths. Um, and I thought it was just a, a, another driving force on you wanting to like go in there, do a run, die. And so hopefully you can unlock the new, the new part. And it For was sure. cool how they worked in the contractor too, because you had to pay the contractor to unlock different parts of the house, um, to the record build different things. Open back up. Yeah. Just everything about this game, incorporating all the different mechanics, incorporating with each other to unlock more story. It's just really creative. I'm really glad that you brought up the fact that, like, yeah, you're also, you know, in this, quote, romance simulator, unquote, with, uh, honestly, with, like, characters that you're not seeking a romantic relationship with. Like, I mean, uh, and it is a way to drive the story and get some some story points and some dialogue and really just to get to know the NPCs better because I mean you're not seeking a romantic relationship with Nyx you know you're not Mm -hmm. seeking a romantic relationship with Achilles you're trying to reunite Achilles um, with his really good friend Uh, I also like that they're not afraid to get out in front of that kind of stuff, no, too. Yeah, finally. Like, like, at all. They're just like, yeah, these are two men. They have a romantic relationship yeah. with one another. Get over it kind of deal. It's like, I <laughs> Whenever like that. Patroclus died, Achilles got really upset and killed half an army. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, as opposed to Troy, where it's like, they treat him more like his, his, he's more like a father figure. This is his little, nice little protege best friend here. Right. Like, well, I mean, even historians, you. you know, or kind of, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. like they dance around that issue where it's like, yeah, it's good friend, and it's like, ah. <laughs> or even when when you learned about it in school, I don't know. I learned about that story in school too. You know the, um, yeah, and that's the thing with Greek mythology too that I think is appealing to a lot of people is that the gods are not infallible, and sure. they have flaws, and they are very human in that way. Um, and I love how they kind of incorporate that into the game. You know, when you go through those, I forget what exactly what they call, but it's like the challenge rooms where you get offered two boons and you have to choose one. Trial of the gods. Yeah. Trial of the gods, yes. And the pettiness really comes out. They, they get really <laughs> petty. And even uh-huh. the dialogue between some of the gods and goddesses that don't really like each other, like they're mm-hmm. back and forth, especially with when you get offered a duo and you see kind of their banter back and forth. Um, which is another reason why you want to always experiment with different boons together because you'll get offered a potential duo, which is two gods in one boon, which are mostly very powerful. Um, <laughs> yes. yes. Sea storm for the win. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, he's yes. doing really good. Yes, yes. So, ahoy, nephew. <laughs> <laughs> Poseidon is best is best uncle. Let me tell you. Yeah, I love Poseidon. <laughs> Literally, this is this is the first time I beat Hades, um, the the god Hades. Uh, I literally, I had Poseidon as a greater call because, which is like a, a summon essentially. You can you can call down a god to to aid you. And uh, I had Poseidon, and I literally prayed to Poseidon because, like, I had, like, <laughs> maybe one hit left, you know, on me, or I was going to die. And it was like, Poseidon, please help me kill your brother. <laughs> please. I love going in to fight Hades with the Hades trinket that lets you go invisible. 
So when you're fighting Hades and go, Father, what? <laughs> <laughs> you do it, then one charges up, do it again. Father, shut up. <laughs> I never, I, I used his trinket once and was like, I don't like this. <laughs> it's not, it's not my favorite. If you if you use the the trinkets like for the Meg trinket for example, mm-hmm. um, and you use it while you're fighting her, she's like, "What are you doing?" Because <laughs> <laughs> that's an achievement on Steam is the use a god's use a god's call whenever you are fighting that god in like a trial. Uh huh. Because like if, if you have Artemis and you're fighting Artemis or she's coming after you while you try to clear the room, uh-huh. try to use her summon. She's like, oh, what, now you need me? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I've never tried that because it's like the greater calls are like a thing that I typically forget about uh, until I'm in a boss fight. Mm-hmm. And, yep. uh, I, I, and man, I, the, the earlier you asked our favorite gods uh, and boons and all that, and um, because you mentioned Artemis, I love Artemis, mm-hmm. and I and I yes. love Artemis because like I love my favorite weapon. I flip flop constantly on weapons because it's like what happens is I'll get in a groove with a weapon, and then uh, I always go for the weapon that has the dark thirst on it. Yep. So it's like I want to go with the weapon that's going to gain me the most darkness. So because of that, I'm constantly changing weapons, but I found that I love the bow. I hated the bow at first. I hated the bow at first, but with the Chiron aspect, it's like once it's like maxed out, it's your special, when you hit an enemy with the bow, with an arrow, and then you use the special after that, you can do like eight homing uh, arrows rapidly on on that enemy, and you can do it like three times. So, like, when I play the game, I try to just, like, do what I can with the trash mobs and focus everything on slicing through bosses like butter because I hate the boss fights. They're just so stressful. Um, So it's like I love Artemis for that because it's like you're firing, I don't know, eight eight seeking arrows three times in a row. So it's like, okay, if you start doing the math on that, it's like, well, if I get an Artemis, like a passive boon, that's going to give a critical chance, even 2% on yep. each of those arrows. It's like, that's going to start adding up. Yep. Especially then if you get the uh, Relentless Volley Daedalus Hammer that adds oh, four yes. more arrows to it. God, yes. And they get the Hermes Attack Special Speed, and you're just blah. Yeah, and I add, love it. add I love Artemis it. Support Fire, where she fires an extra arrow that every extra time. Arrow. Oh, yes, yep. it's over. Yep. I love it. <laughs> Although it is fun to like Aphrodite, uh, I love Aphrodite's greater call because it's essentially like she just comes in and deals like 2,500 points yes. of damage yep. to somebody. And it's so much fun to do that to uh, Theseus. The- Theseus. <laughs> the- I hate Theseus so much. He's, he's such a heel. And it's like, um, I it's love the Ric Flair of the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my it, God. It is- <laughs> <laughs> But yes. it is so much fun to like, because Theseus will do this thing where it's like he will call on the on the gods for help, and it's so much fun to like once he does that, just summon Aphrodite to come in and just execute his ass, <laughs> just, just <laughs> wreck him. Yeah. At first, when I first got there, what I would always do was I'd kite Asterius around and then just try to dodge the spear throws. And then it worked okay. It takes forever. Sure. But then eventually, okay, so I'm a very defensive player in almost any game. And if I'm playing Magic the Gathering, I've got 
walls and counter spells. Like if I'm playing Fallout, I've got all damage reduction, super high hit points. Like I'm a defensive player, not in Hades. This is the game I play differently. I play it as wildly, crazily, sloppily, offensively as mm-hmm. I can. So that's why I love, I, I go with the fists. Normally, depending on if I'm doing Extreme Measures 4 or not. Because if I'm doing Extreme Measures 4 where Hades is cranked all the way up, like that is a rough That's fight. rough with the, with the gloves. <laughs> yeah, because you have to get close and he, he's fast. He'll just yeah pivot and it's like hundred points of damage. It it's ridiculous. I have I have a hard time with the with the Hades fight, regardless, which is another reason I like the bow because it's like I can just stay away from him and his long ass spear. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if I see him coming close, it's like dash three times in the opposite direction yep. and just constantly stay away from C- him. Because the bow with the aspect of Charon, and then you throw a bunch of Poseidon on that too because Poseidon has all the boons that help you against bosses. Right. So then, yeah, just probably the quickest I ever beat Hades was with that aspect with Artemis and Poseidon boons just melting his face off with that special. And you mentioned Extreme Measures, which we totally need to talk about because like, once you get through the game, the game gives you the option to keep playing but making it harder through punishment packs. Which, yeah, I, I didn't know. I had not yet beaten the game when I popped into one of your streams, Coco, when you're playing Hades. And right as soon as I popped in, you were leaving the House of Hades into Tartarus and you had the pack of punishment up. And I was like, what the hell is she doing? <laughs> <laughs> Where, what am I doing wrong? What is this? Yeah, another another part of the game that just gives you more content. It's... It's amazing to me how much this game gives you for the price that it is. And I don't think I've heard one person say anything bad about it. Because everybody has their opinions, right? Gamers especially. We're the worst. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we always have something to say about something. And I have yet to hear anybody say anything bad about the game, you know? Personally, I think this game should have been game of the year, but... It was... Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh... And I like personally, I know it was it was my personal one, which was like a real tough call for a minute there between it and Animal Crossing, because like when Animal Crossing came out, like it came out at just the right time, and it was like this is comfort food, the game, and that is absolutely what I need right now. (laughs) And am I going to spend four hundred hours on it? Yep, I am. I'm going to do that in the course of two months. You bet. (laughs) This and Tiger King. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) We're we're in isolation. Yeah, perfect. Bring it on. Yeah. Yeah, it was probably a toss-up between Hades and Ori for me. But the thing with Ori was that it was a beautiful game, but it just wasn't... I 100%ed it pretty quickly. There just wasn't a lot there. And um, the game was beautiful, and I still give, you know, 10 out of 10 game, but something about Hades that just kept wanting me to come back and do more mm-hmm. runs and try different things. And even now, with how many hours I have put into it, I'm still unlocking new dialogue. Yeah. I, I, I don't remember. It was like over 2,000 lines of dialogue for, for this game. I, I think it's even more now. I feel like that was maybe an early access number or something. But there were – it's very rare when you see repeat dialogue in the game. Yeah, there's like there's definitely an attention to detail 
in this game that is like that really like it's great to begin with but i mean it's just that amount of polish on top of it that's like you can really tell that they care about the game yeah i mean caron has 50 unique things of dialogue. <laughs> you mean like, undead Clint Eastwood? Yeah. <laughs> and then De- Decephony has like 40. Yeah. So, and yeah. She- murderer. Murderer. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty incredible. And what the only disappointing thing is I know Supergiant, they aren't like a DLC company. Uh-huh. They don't do DLC. They don't release. Like once their game's done, it's done. So it would be really cool to have more content for this game. I don't yep, think we're going to yep. get it, but you know, I guess we can hope. Maybe because this one did so well, maybe maybe they'll consider it, but There's a spot for one more weapon, you know. Yeah. Or even, you know, um it would be cool to battle your way up to Olympus, but I don't know how that would work with the story, but you know, like something yeah. like that would be really cool. Uh, maybe introduce another god or you know because there's give me give me a festus give me yeah apollo you know yes um so you know it it, i'm i i it can be hopeful but i i don't know if they're going to i'm good with it i love the game as it is yeah i'm kind of one of those people who's (laughs) like man i hope they take the success of this game and like make another really good game off of the back of it. Like, mm. I don't know. I just kind of want to, like, I love Hades, but I feel like I can just keep going back to Hades over and over and over again, regardless. And it, it's another thing about the game is, like, I can put this game down for weeks and then come back to it and then just pick it right back up. I like that, too. Like, it, it's one of those games that I feel like I'm going to have on rotation where it's just every now and then I'm going to be like, yeah, I feel like playing Hades for like a week or something and just kind of mess around with it and and have fun with it again. And then just because I'm done with all the story stuff, just put it back and then put it back on the shelf. And then every now and then just come and revisit it. Because I think my favorite, granted, like I do the same thing you do with the Dark Thirst, like whatever weapon. So I've been having to play with all of them. I've come around to the bow just because of that one aspect. Otherwise, like if I get the I bow you. and I don't, I don't. I hear you. I need the one that were also the the hammer that makes you fire very rapidly. There's no charge to it. Right. That means okay. I've got that early on. This is a fun time. Yeah. If I don't have that, this, this, oh, I'm not, I'm not having a bad this time. Nearly as good a time as I would have. <laughs> Man, if you get if you get the Daedalus hammer like as the first thing, like you walk out of the gates of yep. Hades and it's like. Oh, sweet. Daedalus Hammer. This is going to be a good run. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) But my favorite runs that I try not to do too much of because I don't want it to get stale for me, but usually just plain Fist of Zagreus maxed out so I have 15% dodge. Mm -hmm. And then I will lean heavily into Artemis Boons, Poseidon Boons, and Hermes Boons. Hermes Boons, yeah. Hermes is probably has my favorite Boons in the game. Um. But he, I feel like he functions a little bit differently than than the rest of the gods. You don't see him quite as often. He's always He's more Asphodel all the time. Yep. It seems like yeah. yeah. I'm. I you might see him in Tartarus at the last get. You know, Sharon's shop. Mm-hmm. Um, which if I can get his um, side hustle one there, get that at the very last oh, room. That's, like, that's nice. pretty good money per yep. room. Yeah, yeah. and then. Because uh, if I get him early on, get maybe a 20% greater evasion. I always, my favorite is the Lambent Plume, his trinket. So every time you clear a room quickly, you get 
once it's maxed out, 2% dodge. And then you get rush delivery. If you can get rush delivery mm-hmm. after all of that, yep. where it's like you're dealing bonus damage based on how much bonus speed you have, yep. mm, chef's kiss. I, mean, so, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if I I do just do a heavy evasion build with Poseidon and Artemis, and I just roll into every room like the Tasmanian Devil, just or with the aspect of Gilgamesh, and because the Gil because normally if I'm running Zagreus, I will turn the mirror down to uh, where you get one dash, mm-hmm. but the dash has like a fifty percent dodge bonus when you're dodging out of the way. And you the can't. gloves, the Gilgamesh gloves give you a bonus dash anyway. Yep. Yep. So you're kind of compensating a little bit yeah, there. Because Gilgamesh, yeah, you can just totally just dash all around, stack up all the other evasion. That's how the first time I beat Extreme Measures, that's what I did. He, I, I didn't have to use one Death Defiance because he just could not hit me. And then crank up all the Poseidon boons for bosses, Artemis, crank up all the all the critical and uh-huh. the, um, the assist shot. That That is, that is, Peak. Oh, this game is this is this is a top this is a top ten. This is a top ten. We are totally nerding out on this game. Anybody who's never played the game is going to listen to this and say, like, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> yeah, what is going on? Yeah. Well, I recommend that person to remedy the situation and, and pick up the game. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it. What's everyone's favorite character? I love hearing this because everybody has something something different. Favorite um, uh, non-Olympian god, or are we talking about the whole thing? I know you kind of have to break it up, right? It's hard because as far as the as far as the gods go, I, I love every time Dionysus shows up. Right, I'm like, there's my boy. Here he comes. There's Dionysus, <laughs> and it's like let's let's fucking talk to Dionysus and see what he's got to say. I love that edit that I saw on Reddit where like somebody walks up. Oh, look at Dion- a Dionysus boon. And as soon as you click on it, hey, Zag, nice cock, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's so perfectly done. Yeah, I love I love Dionysus as far as the the uh, Olympians go. I also, but I also really like Hermes because um, I just I I mean he's like shut up. Just tell me if I shut up. I'm talking too much. Micro machine, (laughs) micro machine, man, and I and I love that. Has anybody ever told him to stop talking? No, I know. I have that option. I have no. Have no, I didn't. I was no, like, I no, like, chat away, my friends. I mean, <laughs> yeah, the voice no, acting, no. the voice acting is so incredible in the game. You know, there are some games where you like skip through the dialogue because it's just too much. But in this one, it's like you don't want to because you want to hear their voices. They just do such an amazing, amazing job, uh, really portraying the characters. Absolutely. Um, and the voices are so like Meg's voice. Oh my gosh, uh-huh. so unique. Who uh, Coco? Who is who is your favorite character? Oh, that's so hard because it changes all the time. Like I Boldy, love I it? love Uncle Poseidon. Yeah. Like he's the best dad, you know. Yeah, Poseidon is really good. <laughs> he's a he's I, a better dad I do than like Boldy. <laughs> I know that was a joke, but I, every time every time I see Sisyphus, I'm like, you bet I'm gonna give Here's a Boldy a nectar and I'm gonna talk to Boldy. <laughs> Even if I get that one weird uh, boon that he gives you, that's like two percent mysteriousness. Okay, well, it, <laughs> that's it, fine. It, it changes. It Have changes, you noticed yeah. that? Yeah, the ambiguous bonus I think <laughs> gives you nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's tough. I really like Artemis. You know, I just she's like no nonsense. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I, I'd, I'd have to say those as far as Olympians go. Non Olympians, I love Nyx because I feel like I if Nyx. I were to be yeah. a god. 
a, a goddess, I would be Nyx. <laughs> you know, my my emo goth self, you know, my inner yeah, goth that, being that, yeah, is like, oh my gosh, I want to be the knight. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might like chaos the most, though. I love chaos. Chaos is cool. Yeah. I'm glad that they included chaos. Me too. And I love how like I love how different chaos is, and it's like I remember the first time I went through a chaos gate because I was like, first of all, I was like, what is this manhole and the <laughs> like? What is with an eye on it? Like, what is this? Interzone of Hades, <laughs> right? And it's like I go, what? I go in, and it's like the portrait of chaos is just like, oh my god, it's like Freddy Krueger's back. <laughs> like, what is going on here? Why are half my hit points gone? <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's all like very. Uh, Honestly, that might have been like the scariest moment for me in the game. Yeah. I was like, am I going to have to fight chaos? Because I had no <laughs> idea where this is going. And Because uh, you feel, you're like, I don't want to upset chaos. You know, you feel that. Right, yeah. right, exactly. And the way that chaos talks to you, like they talk to you like, and it's like, you know, they'll go through this whole long thing and then it's be like, respond. It's <laughs> <laughs> good to see you, son of Hades. Respond now. Right. <laughs> I remember the first time I went down there and saw a fishing point, and I was like, "Yes, what? Why is there a fishing point?" I know. Even Zagreus is like, "Is that seriously a fishing point?" <laughs> yeah. Ten out of ten game when there's fishing in the game. Hell yeah, yes. it's always a good sign, isn't it? <laughs> and that's because God. I remember, right after I got the rod, like the next run that I had, the very first boon was Poseidon's legendary one. As soon as I read Tartarus. That's what I got. And there was like a fishing point in every room. And it was amazing. Yeah, but that that was, I don't think I've ever picked that one up or or been offered it. I mean, I, there are still legendaries I haven't found yet, you know? And yeah, I same. have probably over 100 hours in the game. And there are things that, duos I haven't found yet. Um, there's all sorts of things that I haven't unlocked. That was a that's one thing I did really early on because I wanted to finish the list of minor prophecies. So like I looked up all the prerequisites for what duos. I cranked up all the legendary, like a ten percent bonus chance for legendaries and duos, and I I farmed that hard to get to get all of them. Um, Athena's I've only even then I think I've only gotten Athena's twice, um, and that's amazing. She you constantly have. Whenever you like dash and deflect, you have the shield that floats around you. Right. You have that constantly. Oh, wow. And it negates any one hit and then refreshes in like five to six seconds. Yeah, wow. I've, so you're I've basically seen that negating. Once. Oh, man. Only That's once. That's awesome. Athena was a god who like I leaned on heavily when yep. I first started playing the game. <laughs> yep. And then it's like it became a point where it was just like, eh, I'm going to choose someone else. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. it's like you get used to it and you know how like little tricks to like bypass enemies and stuff like that yep. where it becomes deflection becomes much less necessary yep. until you get to the was the way to go in my first few runs I was like I have to get Athena <laughs> yeah yeah the dash for sure and yet, Tyler, you mentioned like the satyrs in the Temple of Sticks and I love deflecting oh their loogies gosh, back, back at, at them, them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah all the poison and the like what kills that's the only thing in the game that I think is Maybe a little broken is the poison up in sticks from the rats and the satyrs because, like, you could be having a perfect run and man, sticks will just wreck you yeah. hard. What kills me about sticks is, um, more often than not, it's the panic because what will happen is I'll enter a room and I 
what I have to do is remind myself, you've just entered a room in the Temple of Sticks. First thing you do, identify where the fountains are that will cure poison. <laughs> the Mandragora hot tubs, right, where are they? Right, and when I forget that, it's like, I'll get poisoned and I will panic. And then like in the panic of trying to find the, the pool, I'll lose like half of my life. <laughs> yep. Because I was hoping, because that's where I started always getting sure footing, because I read sure footing, you won't get poisoned from the rats. Which is an Athena boon. That, that turned out to be a lie. So yeah. still definitely, <laughs> but, but sure, sure footing is still a very good boon to it's get. It's okay. You did it for so, science. You did the experiment for science. Have you, have you guys run into, I think he's called the Vermin King? Oh, the tiny vermin? The, there's the tiny yeah, vermin, I, and then there's the big one. See, I've never, I've done the, I've like got 120 hours in this. I've never seen this mob before and oh, i've heard really? yeah but i've heard about it like on our discord yeah there's a small vermin that's like because yeah, the, the tiny vermin will have the whole big cut scene like a boss and it zooms it on it and it screams it has its own big health bar that goes across the no screen. i've never i've never seen it oh my and you're like what is like, i panicked i was like what is this <laughs> i bet and it, it's like super <laughs> op you know has a ton of health yeah and you're like i'm <laughs> fighting this tiny rat you know, in this small room. <laughs> you kill it, it explodes, which is a, a cute little animation. You see it rear back on its hind legs and just pops like a zit. <laughs> I felt like you really, if you run into tiny vermin, hope you're having a Zeus run. Because if you have, uh, what is the, it's a duo between Zeus and Demeter that makes your, your jolt effects don't end if you hit them again. Oh, wow. So they stay paralyzed. So mm. if you have that and then all the lightning boons, you hit Tiny Vermin, he stays paralyzed, and then he summons tons of giant rats. Well, it spreads to them, and they all they stay paralyzed, paralyzed, and you just mow through them. I'm trying to think, because I, I turned Blake onto this game, and he actually got through it way quicker than I did until he got to Sticks, And that's just, he's like, man, this I love this game, but man, I hate this part so much. <laughs> Well, like, I don't know, because sticks, you get to sticks, I get it. I get, like, sticks can be rough, but it's like, the, the the part of the game that was like that for me was the fight we were, the boss fight we were talking about earlier with Asterius, the, the Minotaur, mm -hmm. and Theseus. Because it's like, that one was like a wall for me for the longest time. Like, I would get a run to them, and then it's like, this is where the run ends. And it's like, I remember the first time I got through that boss fight and I got to the Temple of Sticks and then died immediately. Because yes. <laughs> I had like one death defiance. Yep. I had no idea what was going on. I didn't know <laughs> poison mechanics or anything. So it was just like, take a step in, bleh, die. Right. Oh, a Caron shop. Why is this all so expensive? <laughs> <laughs> right. And then I remember like, because uh, like you investigate like in the Temple of Sticks and seeing like, service there and it's like oh god do i have to fight the <laughs> don't best make me boy? fight him. <laughs> he's right. the best doggo <laughs> i think i maxed out my relationship with cerberus first oh there's not a moment there's not a single time that i respawned in the house of hades and didn't pet cerberus unless unless he wasn't there <laughs> for whatever right. reason. <laughs> i think it takes like once you hit because once you hit in a relationship wise you'll hit a locked heart and that's the condition like Coco, you said like you have to reunite Nyx and Chaos to kind of get past that for her. You have to um, fix up the lounge to get past that with Dusa. Uh, you have to uh, alter the contract with Achilles so to get through with you know so he can go back to Patroclus. Then you fix theirs, and then for Orpheus too. Orpheus and Eurydice. 
Orpheus and Eurydice. Yeah, yeah, you have to yeah to bring back that. You have to nullify Sisyphus's his contract. contract. Mm-hmm. I think, but for Cerberus, you have to pet him like fifty times, <laughs> <laughs> and you break his. <laughs> And I remember watching, there was, I read a big response from Small Giant because a lot of people emailed them wanting to be able to pet more heads. Because you oh, can only you pet, only pet the, the one, one head. head. Yeah. And they like, they explained like, we get it and we, we looked into it, but the programming and the, the art, everything that would be required to pet all three <laughs> heads even if it's at different given runs, is incredibly complicated. So please bear with us. It's just the one head. There's a line the other of, two don't like it. There's <laughs> a line of dialogue about it yeah. where like, Zagreus says something about like the other two heads always being jealous or something. <laughs> it feels like that might have been like a consolation. Yeah. For they, that. There was a line, too, that I got saying, like, oh, if I pet your other heads, you'll bite my arm off or something. Like, you're the only one that will right. accept yeah. my, right. my At love. least I can pet this one head. I just love how they incorporated Cerberus and everything. Like he could have been a super side character, but then they incorporated how the relationship of Cerberus and Persephone and how, you know, mm-hmm. how Persephone really missed Cerberus. And then when you bring her back down to to the underworld, they you get your family portrait and like Cerberus is in the portrait with you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cuz that's how Hades and Persephone don't even know how to address each other. So 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 how's Sarah Burst? He's he's good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find some common ground over the dog. <laughs> right. Uh then that's why it gave me a heart attack in extreme measures whenever I'm fighting Hades, all of a sudden he disappears, everything goes black, and fucking Cerberus runs across the screen. <laughs> Just wiping out everything in front of him, and I had to dodge down to the bottom. I was screaming during that because I'm like, is he helping me or is he helping Hades? Who's he helping? <laughs> I also love that they essentially made him Clifford, the big red dog. Yeah. Like, that's a really good call. <laughs> overall, overall, they did a great job making like some of the minor characters really giving them life and personality, and um, even, you know, Dusa and uh, some of the other characters that you don't see like out in your runs, they just do a great job of giving them life, even though you only interact with them when you're in the house. And uh, like, I fell in love with Dusa right away. You know, there's a great. So Dusa, what was your body like? Oh, Zach, that's, that's really (laughs) (laughs) I love there. There's a meme. uh, Like what, what is it? Hold Dusa tightly like a hamburger. (laughs) And it's just an image of like hands holding Dusa like you would hold a hamburger. <laughs> She's very happy. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Like I, every time I see her, like that meme is so powerful that every time I see her, I think of it. It's like I want to hold Dusa like a hamburger. <laughs> the uh, the voice actress that does Dusa and Aphrodite is a streamer on Twitch, and she does. Oh, really? She does Hades runs like super spicy speed running Hades. She's really good at it, but she's based out of LA. She's an she's an actress and a comedian, um, and she plays on on Twitch all the time, and uh, awesome. it's really cool to see her play it because you can sort of like hear in her voice a little bit of like you know sure. and so that's it's really cool to watch her um but i thought that was it was really awesome to see people who you know were paid vas for the game like really enjoy the game that they did work for you know 
Yeah, yeah, that is that is really because they could easily say, "Oh, I don't, I, I spent however many hours doing lines for this game. Like, I don't want to see or hear this game ever again." You know, <laughs> but I guess it's just a testament to how how impactful the game is. You know, yeah, for sure, and also like just the just super giant as a developer too, because like I know it's like it's a game that you can play and feel good about because it's like. You know, they're very open about how it's like, yep, there was no crunch for this game. Like, you know, the everyone who worked on this game, you know, was treated with fairness and respect. And it's like, that's not a thing that you hear a lot yeah. about video game development. And it's so open culturally because there's no, like, there's no whitewashing it here because, you know, it's they're very open to... Of course, there's still, you know, bisexuality, homosexuality, polyamory to have the gods be different races that make that make sense. And it's not like we have the whitewashed Jesus with blue eyes, brown hair, alabaster skin and a six pack. It's very <laughs> they diversify everything like Athena is black. Mm. Hermes is like South Asian. Like it's it's I, I didn't even real. I just playing the game. I didn't realize even realize it till I'm in Hades do posting and. People talk about how wonderful the group is because the fans of the game, the super fans of the game, are all like good people who are open to all that. That's good what that group horny is so people. Good, good horny, horny people. Forty <laughs> transcends all barriers. Yeah, I would have to say, I do have to say that I, I was like questioning myself a little bit throughout this game because I'm like, how can I love these characters so much, and why are they so attractive to me? <laughs> yeah, they're all they're attractive. All they're all attractive, and it's wild. See, uh, it has the best memes because I love the one meme where it's like. It shows a sketch of all the hot characters, like, so which character do you ship? Who do you love? And it shows the the PC going over to Skelly. It's like, <laughs> why the skeleton? I made everyone else horny and sexy, and you're going after the skeleton? He's got a good sense of humor. <laughs> it just, the charisma, also, like the... Dionysus, for example, like, you just gotta, you gotta yeah. love him, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, Dionysus is, I, I and I love the voice acting for Dionysus because he kind of reminds me of, like, the professor from Gilligan's <laughs> Island, but, like, if he had too much to drink. <laughs> and it's like, all right, get behind this. Um, let's see. I love the theory that, so in, when you're fighting Theseus and Asterius, Zagreus has one fan shade in that whole big right. coliseum. The good shade. No matter what, I always dash over to him. And get the smile, and mm. that's for you, good shade. All right. <laughs> so the theory being that that is Zagreus's grandfather. I don't, know, I don't know. That so the so what they explained was that Demeter. So the Titan. Had, Demeter had Persephone with a random farmer. That random farmer died, went to Elysium. That's his grandfather. Okay. So that's why he's the fan, the one fan of Zagreus. He figures out like. Oh man, that's my grandson. So he's got Zagreus's colors on, and the in the audience always cheering for him. Okay, all right, that's interesting. I just figured it was a shade who like really likes money. <laughs> I'm like I get a lot of obols when this guy wins because like the odds weirdly are never in his favor. It seems. <laughs> I get tired of you know just seeing Theseus and Asterius just sort of fight each other, sort of nonchalantly. <laughs> I do like that. That was essentially uh, Theseus and Asterius's like arc their story arc was like <laughs> where you're kind of breaking them up a little bit <laughs> but you're not you know what i mean it's like it's just theseus working against himself yeah. you know that's are what you I love fighting about. him privately <laughs> right well, i mean 
Right, because he's a mini boss. Asterius <laughs> yeah, is a yeah. mini boss. I love how they how they portrayed Theseus as being just like this insufferable douchebag, basically. You know? Yeah, yeah, he's he the, is worst. the worst. <laughs> but you know, it's really funny because in Greek mythology, he was so loved by the gods. They mm-hmm. all loved him, and it, it just it was just a really funny. Um, character choice that the devs made and it just makes me giggle every time because i'm like you every time i reach these i'm like you are the worst (laughs) yeah and it's a great pairing because it's like asterius is very like honorable and like the strong and silent and theseus is like counter to like those three things (laughs) and it's like because of that they're they're just odd couple you know where it's like it just (laughs) i don't know it just works because i'd read about I forget what happened with Theseus, where he was glued. Was it glued? Something he he was glued to a rock, and in order to get up, it like this is gonna sound super weird and crazy. But I read this somewhere, <laughs> <laughs> so that he was somehow like attached to a rock after he fought Asterius, or at some point in his tail. And in order to get up, it ripped off his ass, so that you can see. In the art, in the fight, that he does not have an ass. <laughs> <laughs> or that when he turns around, like whenever he's summoning the gods, like it just looks like black. I, I, I remember reading something about it. I should have went back and re-researched Please send me this. I need to this read episode, about this. But... <laughs> this. I, uh, I actually did a lot of studying in college um, cause I, I have, I, I studied chemistry when I was in college, but I was like, I would love to get a minor, like a classics minor where I learn all about like Greek and Roman mythology, not for anything other than um, I just fun. want to do it. And yeah. of course I'm like, okay, yeah, no, I ran out of money, so I won't be doing that. But I did, <laughs> I did take a couple classes. And so I've read a lot of different versions of a lot of the myths or like the the poems like, you know, the Odyssey or the Iliad. Like I've mm-hmm. read different translations and things like that. And um I just so I feel like I don't want to say I'm like gatekeepy because that's not the right word, but I just have been looking for some sort of entertainment that really captures my attention when it comes to like Greek mythology. And mm-hmm. this was totally it. And now I feel like nothing can live up to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. How do they, how do they yeah. redo Greek mythology after yeah. this? Right. No, <laughs> I, I mean, I, yeah, I think it's great because it's like they're taking mythology and they're playing with it instead of, and like, I hate the sound. I, I understand. I'm going to say this. I'm going to sound curmudgeonly and old and it's going to be ugly and I'm sorry. I am tired about learning bullshit lore in video games that I don't care about. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you what? didn't love reading all the books in Skyrim. And about, no, 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 I didn't. I didn't. And it's like I get that. I get that people do like that, and it's like that's great. Please love that. But it was nice for me because it was like I kind of have a. There's Greek mythology is like a touchstone kind of, and it's like yeah, I kind of know what's going on here. It's nice to see like creativity within that playground, you know, yeah. instead of it's like. I don't know. It just feels more important to me for some reason, as opposed to something that, you know, someone who is being forced to work 80 hour 
days <laughs> to, get, to get a game out. You know, it's like, just, I don't know. What do we say about the fucking the dragon thing? I don't know. <laughs> it's nice to just be like, well, okay, they're just being creative within what's, this constraint. What's, what's our creation myth? I don't, I don't you know. know. You've got two hours. You better program it. Did you check the wiki? I don't know. <laughs> have, have you uh, seen Blood of Zeus on Netflix? No. So uh-uh. it's a, it's, okay. So here's, here's my problem with, it's because I'm so, I have Hades ingrained in my, in my head now. And so when I was watching, it's a, it's an anime on, on Netflix. The first season, I think they're doing a second season. I'm not sure, but they, the first season is out and it's, I don't know, eight episodes, six episodes, eight episodes. And it's, um, they portray all the, you know, Greek gods. Um, but I'm like, no, this is not how Hades would talk. Or this is not how Zeus would talk. This is not how, you know, and I'm just, I, I had like such <laughs> right. an expectation. It's a good show. Don't get me wrong. It's a really good show. And the story was really good. But yeah, I was very much like, uh-uh. Nope, this is not, that is not what Aphrodite would look like. That is not what Athena would look like, you know? (laughs) I know that feeling. I know that feeling totally because I had never seen Disney's Hercules. Oh. And I played played Hades and I was like, I want some more like Greek mythology media. And so I've got Disney Plus. Let's check it out. James Woods is Hades. This sounds great. (laughs) And I started it and like 10 minutes in, I was like, nope, (laughs) turn it off. (laughs) But speaking of just the appearance of Aphrodite, Aphrodite is naked in this game. She's the only character who's naked. But apparently, from from what I read, all the characters were originally envisioned. Everyone was naked. But I guess they started to dial that back, but it still makes sense for Aphrodite to be naked. That's that's fine. We'll give you that one. Everybody else has normal Roman clothes on. It's uh, the art for this game is incredible. Whoever did the designs for for the art was just right on point. Yeah, and it's super it's super important too. And it's I love like uh the the actual like art for the gameplay, like in the the segments where you're actually playing through the game. Like there's so much detail in that and like there's such good use of shadow. Like everything has like this really like uh blocked out inky kind of drawing style to it. And it like reminds me of I love Mike Mignola, the creator of Hellboy. And like all of those like comics where it's just like there's so much detail, but also there's just such stark contrast between black and then color. And I feel like that's what the art style, uh, at least in the the gameplay segments, reminded mm-hmm. me of. Because there's a little bit of a disconnect between like the the art style of all the characters, which is fine. I, I think it all work, it all meshes well together. And then there's also like sometimes it is weird to me to, to when I realize that. Oh, the characters in the game, like it, like Zagreus himself that you're playing as, is 3D modeled, and it's just like it, I think it's just heavily cell shaded. That it's it's a weird moment where I realize, oh, he's 3D, because everything else seems very um, drawn and mm-hmm. illustrated. Yeah. You know, the only bit of animation I thought was strange and didn't sort of jive is the explosion when you kill a boss, like when you kill Lerny. Which I still love how he's the learn the learning in Hydra until you have one line of dialogue. You know what I've been calling you learning, <laughs> right? So and from good. then on, he becomes learning <laughs> right, the Hydra, right. and I love all the I love all the uh, learning Sanders memes and all that too. <laughs> <laughs> but just the the weird pixelated explosion is the only thing that I've noticed. That like 
for something with so much polish, the explosion when you kill Lurney is a little odd. See, I'm surprised because I noticed that too, but I just thought it was a Switch thing because I'm playing this on Switch, so I just figured it was like, well, I'm playing this in handheld mode. It's kind of mm-hmm. like low res, whatever. I didn't realize it's the it exact same on way on the PC. Well. Yeah, huh, interesting. But yeah, generally, I think the art the art direction of this game is fantastic, yeah. and it's like I know we talked about the the voice acting, the music oh, in this game oh is fire. This Darren, music Darren is so Corb good. Is amazing. It's so amazing. good, and it's like. Um, like all the atmospheric tracks, and it's like it's wild because it's like they they even like pay homage to Diablo because like if you listen to the Asphodel track where it's just that doom do doom do doom, it's like this percussion thing. Mm-hmm. Go back and listen to Caves from Diablo One, and it's like this is absolutely where inspiration is being pulled, which is great because it's like that's kind of like the root of this game. There are a lot of similarities, you know the. The Barge of Death, the the music on the Barge of Death is absolutely reminds me of like the fields in Bastion. Also, as soon as you get on, like it had a huge Bastion for sure. Vibes to yeah, me. I bam, love bam, it. Bam, yeah, no, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. I didn't realize it at the time, but it's like, and then like, so it's all these atmospheric tracks, instrumental, but then you get these vocal tracks too that are just like they're amazing and they're so powerful because it's like you're trying to you know, reunite Orpheus and Eurydice and it's like eventually that happens and then like there's you're treated to this duo uh, of singing and it's like, oh my God, this is like, not only does this sound good, but it has like narrative power yeah. to it. When, like it's, when they're singing the duo version of like In the Blood. Yeah. Whenever Oh my you, gosh. Whenever, yeah, whenever Persephone's like, okay, let's go. And whenever that plays as the credits roll, yeah. the Charon taking you through every layer of the underworld back is like it's emotional God, it's, it's so emotional good. yeah it's really really good that that song even when you meet up with Eurydice and um in the game during your runs and if they're together it's like I just sit there you know I just kind of sit there for a minute and listen <laughs> if they're singing yeah, together yeah for sure um and it, I love her character design oh. as well I know we were talking about oh, character so design good. but hers is really really good Cause she's got like the, she's got like the, the, the tree, uh, mm. bun and her yeah. hair and like, yeah, no, it's, it's she's amazing. She's colorful and she matches everything in Asphodel. Like yeah. It's, yeah. It's, so yeah, it's great. And she has the best buffs. <laughs> she says the best. Yeah. What, what, what do you choose from her most of the time? Whenever you go through and get a boon from your Usually Eurydice? the one that improves the, your future boons that you get higher rarity. I usually do that. Uh, that's not what I started with, but then like talking on Discord, I was like, oh yeah, mathematically, that's probably the best one. The one that, but what I like to do was um, uh, improve, I guess, the level of rarity for like two existing ones that, that you had. That's why if if I love what I've got already, I'll go with that. Yeah, and then if I if I'm still like uh, I'm still iffy on this build, then I'll go the one where your rarity goes mm-hmm. up. The levels, yeah, kind of I kind of ignore levels until I get that one. Uh, is it Aphrodite and Dionysus that makes all the palms of power count double? Like you get two uh, levels. Hello, of one. I do not have then that I'll unlocked yet. I need to know about this right yeah, away. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not familiar with that one either. Yeah, because I, I love the one. There's one where all the boons you get are all epic. Period. The real ones. Once you get this duo, for the rest of the game, they're all epic. Uh, that one's great, or the one where palms are worth double. I like the the Demeter one, the Demeter boon, where it's like I think it's called like 
something crop. Rare crop. Rare crop. Yeah. If you get that early on in the game, yep. it resets all your uh, all the rarities of all the boons you have to mundane. They're just yep. common, yeah. and then every because if you get the epic version, yeah, it picks three boons and resets them, and then every four four encounters it goes it up to the next level. The rarity. Yeah. yeah, and it's like that pays off crazy if you get it early. Because <laughs> I, I remember going into a Hades fight with just like, yeah, a bunch of boons that are just I've got three maxed. heroic boons. Yeah. Okay, and I never get it early enough, ever. Whenever it pops for me, it's never early enough. I'm like, oh, what a waste. It's like sticks. <laughs> right, you're buying it from, from Carol right, and sticks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Because I love one thing I didn't realize. So my last thing, trying to get all the Daedalus hammers, the last one I had was Cluster Bomb for the rail. That's a good one. I like that one. And I was going. I went. I didn't realize this. I did like I bet ten runs with the rail with the Aspect of Lucifer because I was really good with that. I was like, God, why can I not get this aspect? And then when I finally looked it up, it's like, oh, it doesn't pop in the Aspect of right. Lucifer. Wonderful. So I went back to the one that when you cock it like a shotgun, your next shot does more like more damage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now if I get the rail, forget Lucifer. I roll with that one and then aim to get the triple bomb and the cluster bomb. So then I'm just doing this huge rocket spread. Yeah. That is just like, man, those the shield enemies in Elysium. I hate oh those God, dudes, but man, worst. you get that and just dash behind them and just wreck them all day long. Uh, if we're talking about enemies that we yes. hate, uh, the butterfly yes. balls. Hate the butterflies. <laughs> hate them. Or the giant boss butterfly ball. Oh, man, I hate the butterfly balls. The shield, uh, they're fairly easy. I mean, they're annoying when you're in a big trash mob and you're dealing with other stuff and you have butterflies all around you. But those shield guys, I think they changed them from early access to... Uh, when they released 1.0 because they were never that tough in early access. And now they, not only are they shielded, but they have, they do that like spin attack. And I don't feel like they didn't do that. Yeah, all around them. And then a big spread in one direction, like it goes three different directions. Yeah, I hate the shield guys. Yeah, and those will hit you from off screen too. That's what, that's like the the immortals that, um, uh, that use the bow. That's the one that always gets me because it's like arrows are just start yeah. coming from off screen. And yeah. it's like, what is happening? What? Yeah. I'm sitting there trading blows with the shield guy. Just right. Shoop, 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 yeah, there's shoop, three shoop, of them at a time. Shoop. Yeah. I would say Elysium is probably the toughest area to get through. Elysium yeah. is is tough, yeah. And the the little oh my Elysium. gosh, the meowing chariots. The little mini ones <laughs> yeah. that meow. Flame wheels. And I'm like, oh my God, it's just, it, I don't know. Everything about them are just terrible. And if you have the bow or some or the gun, it's perfect. But if you have yeah. a melee. When you roll fists. <laughs> yeah, that's when I just, I dash like crazy and hope that I have a good boon attached to my dash. <laughs> hope you get that item that they just don't spawn. <laughs> yeah, there's that too. Also, like, I don't know what those big... Amber looking giant eggs that are bombs in Elysium. I don't know what those are, but I, I utilize those things a lot. Uh, I love once you max out the um, the relationship with Patroclus and get him he and Achilles reunited. Uh-huh. That before when you meet him, he's clearly he's depressed. He's sitting on the ground. He's leaned over. But when you unlock it, his character art changes to be the mirror reflection of Achilles. And I, I love I love that little yeah. touch that now he's finally happy. He's standing up. He's got his badge. He's got his spear. Like, right. He's himself again. Totally. 
the first time I met uh, Patroclus, uh, Nikki was watching me play, and I was like, look, they put Jesus in the game. Because <laughs> <laughs> they don't tell you his name at the beginning. And I had no idea. Like, oh, he, okay, he's in heaven. I right? guess that makes sense. I had All no right. idea who he was. I was like, you know, that great warrior Jesus. <laughs> he was known for flipping tables and stuff. Yeah, yeah he's a great totally, warrior. Yeah. Although, unless I've had a terrible run and I need to get my death defiances recovered, like I always, man, that Cyclops oh, jerky, it's damage. like 60% Oof. attack for yeah. 10 rooms. Good. Yeah. Especially if you have if you have Car- uh, Charon's trinket that makes those Last even longer. longer. Yeah. yeah. That can like go almost all the way to Hades if you get it late enough in Elysium. I'm not going to lie to you. Every time I get to Patroclus and have to choose an item, I at least have one Death Defiance gone. So it's like, <laughs> yep, I'm going to go ahead and refill that. <laughs> That's why it's nice to grab Athena Boons later sometimes because she has those. Um, she has the ones where if you have a Death Defiance, you'll be impervious longer and then it replenishes one. Uh, so sometimes it's nice right, yeah. if you need if you're like really desperate, you can grab her trinket going into, you know, the Hades area, which isn't ideal. But if you like really need death defiance, like that's not uh-huh. a bad, that's not a bad strat. So stacking uh, damage reductions are also pretty fun. Like if I get a different league really high and can have time to level it up or, and, and stack that with bronze skin. And also Dionysus, like the hangover, like yeah. putting that on top of it. It's really nice too. Yep. Yeah. We- weakness. You know, from Aphrodite, so they hit for less. Uh-huh. And then um, the, Myr- the Myrmidon Bracer, so it's a 30% reduction head on. And then I'll have where I can just, Hades has still hit me like 20 points, which is still a lot better than what he would normally do. Yeah, totally. I The problem I have with runs like that is I get super frustrated when I am not dealing damage quickly. Like, that's how I like mm. to play the game. I want to deal damage to bosses as fast as possible. Uh, so I don't know, like runs where like, even like the dodge runs, there aren't, they aren't as bad because in my, I use Lambent Plume a lot on Mm. there and it's like, that's gonna, if I have rush delivery, it's like, we're good to go. But like, I don't know any of the damage reduction ones I have a real hard time with because it just feels like, oh my God, this is taking forever. (laughs) Yeah. If I generally get a a greater call in a regular room, I know I've taken way too long. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. That always happens to me in Elysium, it seems. It was yeah. when, I, when the greater call pops in a regular room. Because sometimes, like, there'll be a few rooms where it's like the Lambent Plume meter is gone halfway through. And it's like, how the hell was I supposed to clear this room <laughs> in that amount of time? Dude, and speaking of, like, Elysium and all that, because, like, normally it pops for me in those big rooms in Elysium that have, like, the traps that fire those, like, purple glowing darts. yeah. That reminded me, it's like, I love the item in the game where you can, like, the traps deal, like, what, 500% more damage or whatever the enemies, and then it's like, all of a sudden, (laughs) it just changes the strategy. It's like, just lure the enemies into traps. Or in sticks, whenever you have, like, the deflecting punch and punch the razor blades into (laughs) satyrs. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) Oh, Damn. I'm trying to think what where how else do I want to gush about this game? There's so much. I'm not I'm realizing how much there is to this game. I mean Because we we haven't talked about because you have once you're done with nectars, you get ambrosias, ambrosias max out relationships, you get tr- the special trinkets for special summons, they're little cute stuffed animals, and then you can only use them once per level unless you pour ambrosia into them. 
You get diamonds, and diamonds are used to unlock special contract jobs. Or you can buy songs tracks. with them. Songs, songs. yeah. <laughs> yep. Titan blood. Titan blood is what's used to level up your weapon aspects. Weapon aspects. Mm-hmm. You know, you go through those fast. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when, like when fulfilling one of the prophecies, and I think I got like eight Titans blood or something. And I was like, I am rich, and then they were all gone. In like two right. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> right. And then you get Chthonic keys. Keys are used to upgrade the mirror. The once those are maxed out, you can use keys to basically like a trading game to eventually get. Ambrosia or Titan's Blood, starting with Darkness, moving upward through like you know the different levels. You can also pick them up during a run to like gain one additional uh, re-roll. re-roll. I yep. never do it though, but I the only time like starting off, I'll use usually all my rerolls to try to get the build that I want, uh-huh. and then if I have any left, I usually don't use them again until sticks, and then I'll re-roll to try and get like all boons. Yeah. All boons and maybe obols if there's something I want in the shop. I also so. go through my rerolls real fast. Like yeah. <laughs> I'll, usually, I'll get they'll be gone by the time I get to Asphodel, pretty much. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> trying to oh my favorite um, one of my other favorite meme audio memes. So they're so popular. Sure. Is the, hold Theseus asses like a hamburger. <laughs> 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 the one where it's from Parks and Rec. Only it's me- it's Megara instead of April. Introducing her two boyfriends. This is my boyfriend, Zagreus, and Zagreus's boyfriend, Than. <laughs> uh-huh. I love Than. Yeah, yeah. Than, yeah Than I love is so Than. emo. I think Than is great. I love great. it. I think it's cool how they have this, like, brotherly relationship between Hypnos and Than. You know, it's, they, like, uh-huh. love each other but hate each other, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Than getting on to Hypnos and like Hypnos just like struggling to. I don't know, man. Yeah, just struggling to exist essentially like, and function in the house of Hades, which I think is really nice because it's like the how he like there's levity there and Dusa brings that too because it's just like this isn't all like doom and gloom. Like we have some characters here who like obviously do not fit here and there you know, here's a couple of them so the only, the only part i was ever frustrated with nix is whenever she told told deuce that she couldn't talk to you anymore that's yeah. the whole big dialogue where right. you're better than her you can't yeah do that. that was really super surprising to me and then happened. she gets mad at you whenever aries is trying to talk to her and zagris is like aries really like he's kind of <laughs> Get off my nuts, Zagreus. <laughs> the gods don't talk to us very much. Yeah, they, what they what you uh, I don't know if you remember watching Predator, like in the chopper scene, like when they're flying in to like all the mercenaries on the helicopter flying in. If they would have just panned the camera over to the right just a little yeah. bit more, you'd seen Ares. <laughs> he was on that helicopter. I love um, Ares's character portrait. I love his design. Yeah, because now when someone says Ares, I think of that. Uh-huh. Before it's like, oh, Ares, I think of. Hercules, the Incredible Journey, Ares that has the curly black mullet, <laughs> <laughs> studded leather armor, and one one earring. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a tough one, I think, for anybody to do anything Greek mythology related. You know, I think this really set yeah. the bar high, really high. Yeah. And now I'm just, I feel like I'm going to be comparing things to this, um, which is a good oh, and yeah. bad thing. More a good thing, but you know, it's anybody who has not played this game absolutely because I I have a lot of people who mm. say, oh, I don't know if I'm gonna like it because it's not really the type of game I like. 
Not a big fan of rogues. Don't like the isometric vibe. And then they try it and they said, I take back everything I said. You know, um, this is a, a, I think, a like you said, a game that can appeal to anybody. It's also really yeah. accessible. It doesn't feel like it is because it, it can be very difficult, but there is, you can turn on God mode. Like it, it's just an option. Yep. You just go into options, turn on God mode, and it's like the way that works, I think is that each run, regardless of what happens, you get stronger. Like, that's, as, I never used it because I like, I don't know, I, I like the challenge. Mm-hmm. But, like, totally, there, and I love that it's just an option that you can turn on. It's like, it's just a thing that you can do if you want to just enjoy the Enjoy the story. The story the journey, yeah. And yeah, I totally. do think that the game does a great job of balancing difficulty. I mean, at first, it's very, very tough. But with your upgrades and such... Um, I think it does a great job balancing balancing to the point where you can progress pretty easily. Totally. And I do think that they do a really good job of like, I don't know what the I don't know what the programming looks like, but it does totally have a feeling of like I remember the first the first time I beat Hades, I remember feeling like, oh, like I've died a certain number of times and then it's programmed into the game to be like okay give him the good shit because <laughs> <laughs> it like it totally clicked i got like the daedalus hammer upgrade on the sword where it's like every time you hit something you gain two health and it's like yep i'm gonna win this one because i remember getting like to hades and being like oh this fight's really hard but oh well every time i hit you i'm gaining health yeah. so as long as i can kite you <laughs> I remember the first time like i got to him Beat him, knock him down. I was like, "Hell yeah, man!" That oh, was... I know. That... And then he just stands, <laughs> he stands back up. up. It's like, oh my god! And he does the wrestling thing where he like throws his cloak <laughs> off. <laughs> How many cloaks do you have, father? Right. And then when you go into his room and check it, he I knew it. A, it's <laughs> all cloaks. <laughs> Such a good game. Great writing. Excellent writing. Excellent art direction. Fantastic sound. Great gameplay. This is like a. It is a. It's a it's a ten. Yeah, it's a ten. This is this is a top. This is a top ten. I think it and Rogue Legacy are in occupy the sl- same top ten slot for me. You like Rogue Legacy uh, that period. much, huh? Oh my god, I love Rogue Legacy. I mean, I th- I like this. I probably do like Hades more than I like. Rogue I think Legacy. Hades is a much more robust package because you get a lot yeah. with it. Rogue Legacy does one thing very 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 well. Yeah. I yeah. feel like. I just, I just can't have them both on my top ten. So it's just like I've got my rogue my rogue like sure spot. I, it's I, both I, of them. Sure can, <laughs> I think man. the appeal to Hades too is is the fact that there's so much story to it. Whereas you look at a game like Dead Cells, yeah. there's a little bit of lore there, but you're not you're doing the runs to do the runs, not because you want to see what happens. You know? Totally. And also, Tyler, I'll tell you that there was not a single character in Rogue Legacy that I wanted to have sex with. So <laughs> there's also that. <laughs> Not the female Hokage? Okay. I mean, well, Rogue Legacy sorry, does sorry. pull ahead by calling, you know, they have a Sir Taco. So um, that already <laughs> is, it gives it like three extra points in my book. So that is that's a good point. <laughs> I'm excited for two to be fully released. Yes. Yeah. I'm so ready. I'll just, I want it to be done so I can sit down. Because now that I'm, I am pretty much done with Hades, I still kind of want to go back and finish. Getting all the achievements, I only have to get, um, getting the sixteen heat tr- uh, trophy. That's it, and then I'll be done. Um, 
Oh, that and and uh, bad call because I've only it doesn't count uh, doing it with Hades. I think it's only like what is it? Bad, bad, call? bad call is whenever you like use Artemis is greater call against Artemis. Oh, okay, okay. You know, because I've only I watched I went through and watched a video of all the dialogues. Yeah, I haven't done it myself, so those are the only two achievements I need to to get. But I got overwhelmed. I love decorating the house of Hades. I love it with the gemstones. I didn't, but I didn't even bother. If there, it's it's too much. Yeah. You don't get like I will go and get double chaos boons for you know increase how many gems you get. I will get all the Poseidon's boons for it. Uh huh. And it's just it's there's a lot. too much. Like you would have to do like sixty hours of just farming the gems to get wow. to decorate the house. And it's just like I love this game, but. And that was my goal, um, but I'm not going to get there. I like that they included it, but it kind of got to a point where it was like, I don't know, I guess I just decided, I was like, well, I'm going to focus on, you know, getting Titan blood and like giving, trading to the broker as much as I can to mm-hmm. like max out all the aspects. And it was just kind of like, I don't know, I kind of segment things like that. Or it's like, first I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this. Uh, speaking of the broker, I love the little employee of the day. Oh, board. yes. Oh, yeah. That's up. Yeah. It's in the different portraits. Yeah. When finally, after you get all through Hypnos' dialogue, Hypnos will finally appear. <laughs> yeah. uh, we mentioned in another episode how whenever you kill Megara, she sinks down like Zagreus does, but if you, Tisephone or um, Electo, explode into butterflies because they're not allowed in, into the house right. like uh, Megara like is. Like Meg is, yeah. So many details. Yep, and I love how the little touch about, we've mentioned this on the show before too, but like when Zagreus dies after reaching the surface, when the sticks takes him, he's got the, he makes the V, <laughs> <laughs> the victory pose. I love that. A lot of great, there's a lot of great art in this game. Like, I mean, even mm. in the UI and it's like, uh, like when Zagreus like defeats a boss and you get like the, like the gold Zagreuses at the top doing like the victory, like the fist pump and the finger up. And it's like, yeah, this is, this is fantastic. Even like the little, like when you die and it's like the, the, the drawing of the skeleton, like hugging the tombstone kind of thing. And it's like, there's just a whole bunch of like mm-hmm. nice, nice touches like that where they all kind of feel like, which is going to sound weird, but they all kind of feel like this American traditionalist like tattoo kind of thing because they're <laughs> oh, yeah. all like very symbolic, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's really cool. Well, anybody have any final thoughts? If you haven't played the game, play the game. You won't be disappointed. Yep, it's I worth promise. It. It's 100% yep. worth every dollar you spend, whether it's on sale or not. Yep, yep. Support the developer. Yeah, yeah. play the it's damn game. Yeah, support the developer so they make more incredible games like this, please. <laughs> yep. Yes. Zagreus just wants to get out of the underworld just to help him. <laughs> This game, yeah, we're going free form, you know, so this game has achievements. We don't need to do any. Zeus's beards and glasses, king of the gods, sure, that'll work. <laughs> and next week we're doing Final Fantasy After Years again, so there's no... Uh, we'll wrap that up. Yeah, no uh, summoning the randomizer. Yeah. Coco, thanks for being on. Thanks for having me. When Tyler, when Tyler reached out, I was like, yeah, absolutely. And last time I was so nervous. I was a little nervous today, but I was much, I was like very nervous last time. And I felt like I wasn't, I was myself, but I was like a very reserved, like this time I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I'm, I'm prepared. (laughs) 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 So I, I appreciate you, um, having me. I, I had a good time and I will talk about Hades all day. So this was perfect. Um, I, I love talking about how amazing this game is. So yeah. Thank you. 
It's easy to do, and I do feel like this podcast could probably be six more hours if we... Yeah. If we really sat down, like, all right, let's yeah. pull up the game, let's play it in real right. time, and yeah. we're just going to talk about it. If we had no respect for the listener's time, we could absolutely do that. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everybody. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, almost all of our backlog is up on YouTube. It's all on there. Amazingly, it's all up yeah. there now. Yeah. Holy backlog shit. Backlog Banisher Dane has banished the backlog. So, it, is ba- it is banished. So like 590 plus episodes all up on YouTube. Everything's on YouTube. Yep, all the episodes are on YouTube. And they're going to continue to be published there. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Uh, and then uh, Spotify, that's up there too. Yep. It's a lot more limited, but our new, the most recent stuff will be on Spotify and then iTunes. And if you're like... Let's get some of that like old shit where the audio wasn't as good. That's where that's what I want to hear. Yeah, go to YouTube. Go to YouTube. That's where it is. Or you can listen to new ones there now too. I mean, yeah, it's just yeah, whichever you want. Like, if you really want to listen to it on Facebook, you can do that. I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we we provide that service. That <laughs> I don't blame people for not taking us up on that one because I can't imagine a world where it's like, man, I want to listen to a two hour podcast. I know where I'm going to do it. I'm going to sit on this Facebook page for two hours. <laughs> And not not click back or nah, go off screen at all nah, because it'll just, all go away. <laughs> I'll just open up a new tab. I'll open up a new Facebook tab. All the stuff there. Let's see. You can catch us on Twitter and Instagram, tabog underscore podcast. Uh, if you want to send us things, like we're still we're collecting all our packages to have a new big video of us tasting all the spicy things are being sent. You can send that to Tadbox Studios, Care of Nicole Nance, PL Box three seven eight five. Uh, Paducah, Kentucky, 42002. You can call us, leave us a voicemail. We're going to do a Patreon all calls sometime soon. We just need to kind of rehire our um, very special, uh, very expensive, very expensive call yeah. screening service to 270-883-2555. You want to buy a shirt, shirts.tapog.com, or a mask, mask.tapog.com. Uh, but I guess... Now, Patreon. Most importantly, got that Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Tadpog. If you enjoyed this and uh, you want to help us succeed, uh, throw us a couple bucks. You can do it there. Uh, we appreciate it very much. It goes a long way. My internet isn't quite working. Uh, I've got it pulled up. Okay. Uh, I, I want to thank, uh, very special thanks to uh, my very own cousin, David Galino. Oh, cousin David. Cousin David, thanks for coming through, upping uh, his donation considerably. Thank you very, very much. Also, thank you for the Xbox One that I've been playing Cyber Shadow on recently. That's also a pretty cool game. You should check it out. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd like to give a, a shout out to our executive producers uh, on this episode. Uh, these are people who donate uh, $20 a month or more. Uh, $20 or more a month. Not 20 months. They give us 20 months of their lives. It's <laughs> insane. We really appreciate it. It's almost it. a year. It's like almost a year. Uh, this ex- this episode was executive produced by Usurper Grimm, God Emperor Alex Pena, Cthusius Jeff Miners, Cousin David Galino, Coronavirus Savior Cubicle Monkey, Zeus Laser, Steve Dixon, Clambro, Cody Phillips, Lint Licker, Joseph Phillips, Bantha Master, The Eightfold Daniel Abernathy, Plinko Nick Price, Time Lord Josh Edwards, Executive Producer Dig Dougie, Matt Gentile, a.k.a. Gentle G, Magical Sleeper, a.k.a. Big Dicked Pie Baker Chris Vaughn, Laud Mulaney Dennis, Pinball Archmage Chris Edler, congratulations on your marriage, and I'm sorry you couldn't be on this episode, Sandwich Pope Phil Hawkins, Drinksmith Joey Webster, Big Daddy Paul Anderson, Master Cycle Baron Kevin Link, and Captain Detective Count Victor Von Cunnilingus Hart. Hell yes. Thanks, guys. And please check out Coco on everything she's under. I'll have everything in the show notes.
that I will find for her Twitter, her Twitch stream, everything. Please, please support Coco. Absolutely. Thank you. Before we sign off, can I just say one thing? Please. I was a little, I was a little, um, well, I was warned beforehand that, uh, and asked if it would be okay if this got spicy, but it didn't get spicy at all. Yeah. I don't know why you were both so worried. Yeah, it's because I'm behaving. <laughs> I, I was actually, because I, I told Tyler, when Tyler reached out to you, I was like, man, you gotta like, you gotta, you gotta make sure she knows exactly what she's getting into because like, this has been a pretty clean one for us. Uh, well, we love the game oh, so I don't much. Worry. I've heard, I've heard <laughs> some of the stuff that goes down on here. I was like, dude, you gotta like, make sure, we we cannot destroy Coco's brand. You gotta make sure she's on board with us talking about all the shit that we normally talk about well you both behaved yourself and i'm i'm i i don't know i don't know what i was expecting but i have heard you know some of your podcasts it can get pretty spicy it'll, yeah. so. it'll get more blue when we don't give a shit about the game <laughs> and there's nothing else to talk about but to go down that path do you like this game not very much uh, let's talk about come for 40 minutes <laughs> <laughs> This one we had plenty of content to talk about, so we didn't we didn't yeah, digress too much. It's true. But thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I really enjoy hanging out with you guys, and um, it's always a good time. And uh, thanks for thinking of me. There are so many people you get asked to be on your show, so this is uh, this is an honor. You thank you. Thanks for coming on. Uh, our theme song is "Moves" by Sycamore Tribe. Leave your bat track from the show notes at tabog.com. Coco, how do you think we should close the episode out? Oh gosh, I don't know. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, as your favorite Hades character? I'm good with that. And uh, I'm. this is just a prediction. I just predict three boisterous Poseidons. <laughs> <laughs> not quite, not quite. <laughs> so until next time, Tropical, Tropical Capricorn. Capricorn. Boy. <laughs> oh, Hades. You're Hades, man. I think he's the most complicated character. Uh, I, was gonna, no, I think I need to do like, hey man, yep. tropical yep. Capricorn. <laughs> nice dick, tropical Capricorn. I was gonna do Artemis, but I don't know. I don't know how to do Artemis. Yeah. So I was like thinking, Artemis how am I supposed to do Artemis? To do I, sure. I was hunting with Kalisto, tropical Capricorn. <laughs>